And then I started seeing that a lot of people didn't want to win. Like you would hear people, they would talk about just negative stuff, like the worst bomb they've had. And I'm like, we're about to go out here. Yeah. And this is what you're talking about? You're trading bombing stories? Yeah. Like you're not even like in your, your head. So like that's kind of what I started seeing. Like, okay, let me just go give it my all. And at first I think I was trying to just put like all my jokes together and make it seem like a cohesive set like talk about one topic yeah and i do that shit out the window after the first set you're like you're just going to try to put the funniest jokes you yes. can back to back yes i however i can link them together but whatever whatever i know hits yeah and, and that's another thing i learned from atlanta doing atlanta and comedy the vets would always tell you hit them and quit them you yeah. can leave them one more but if you over, if you get a good laugh, get out of there on it because you're gonna wind up chasing that yeah. the entire time. And then when you never get it, <laughs> yeah, it feels you bad. Look like you bombed. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. This weekend, Sean Patton will be headlining Big Hunt. Sean is a great New York comic. He has appeared on Comedy Central, Fallon, Conan, and Showtime. You can get tickets and info for his shows on the website. Our guest this week is Clayton English. Clayton was the winner of Last Comic Standing in 2015, beating out 100 other comics. Since then, he has appeared on Late Night with Seth Meyers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Love on Netflix. In this episode, he talks about his time with the Universal Circus, how that experience helped him when competing on Last Comic Standing, and what it was like having a pilot picked up only to have the show canceled before they started shooting as a result of a network merger. Okay, originally I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Let me get that straight okay. so the people in Pensacola not upset with your boy. But, uh, okay. Yeah, Pensacola, and then I moved to Atlanta probably around middle school, and that's where I started doing comedy and all my important learning and stuff. How old were you when you started doing comedy? Oh, man, I was like 25, 26. Okay, that's normal yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to college? Yes. What did you study? Uh, business administration and okay. then communication, so I did like radio that's thing cool. down there. So. You got a good radio voice. Yeah, man. That's, that used to be what I wanted to do. Then I started finding out how much they actually make and how much yeah. work they have to do. Just well, if to, you could have a podcast now and now. Oh, man. Podcasts are great. Syndication. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 the wave. That's what I'm leaning on. Did so. you ever do any? Did you ever do any radio? Nah, just the college radio station. But the college radio station at FAMU uh -huh. is like an actual FM station. Uh -huh. And it's right. like the second station in the city like as far as like their demographic hip-hop so was you were you like a a dj yep i did uh well i was i was brought on somebody else's show like their co-host <laughs> my bad i was brought on as their co-host and then i get to uh like the next semester you submit a tape or whatever and then i had my own show and so i picked the music that's cool play the stuff did yeah. you talk a lot yeah, not a lot, but yeah, a little bit. Like, as much as I could. We had like set amounts of time, so we were supposed to follow the schedule. Were you trying to be funny? Yeah, I would try to like, I would try to get a lot of callers. I would try to get people to call in. Do you want to interact with them? Yeah, like, yeah, because I ain't necessarily know, like, so I would just go get people, you know, I might tell us the best fight you ever seen or tell us the best yeah, yeah. whatever like things like that that would just get people kind of talking so so did you uh were you thinking about comedy at that point in the back of your mind at all no nah, i just knew i was funny i had been right. like people been telling me you funny you you i know how to pe make people laugh but being a comedian that just wasn't 
wasn't something I saw people doing. Right. So it was like, hey, yeah, that's. I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah, like, I didn't I think it was a real thing either. I said like, <laughs> I felt the same way. I see comedy on TV and everything. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Like my parents let me watch them HBO specials way before I should have. Yeah. Like as same. A kid. Yeah, yeah. And like. This shit was amazing to me. Yeah, I watched that Bill Cosby special a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was Robin Harris's 30-minute uh-huh. HBO. Okay. And then George Carlin. I can't remember which one it is, but it's the one where he's talking about the earth doesn't need us. And like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So those two, I just watched. I was like, yo, they were funny for an hour. Yeah. They were funny for 30 minutes straight. Like my parents, y'all ain't said nothing funny all week. Like yeah, y'all yeah. just been upset. And, you know How'd you man? find out that it was like a, a thing that you could do? Uh, just so many people telling me I need to do comedy. Just so many people telling me I was funny. Just so many people like, hey, remember when you were talking about that? And I went to a comedy club in Tallahassee. Uh-huh. I just like looked in. I didn't didn't go up, but I just looked in. I didn't really feel the vibe for it. Kind of got shook. Uh-huh. When I left school, I didn't graduate. But when I left and went back. To Atlanta, uh-huh. was working at like a cell phone kiosk, and I was just like, "Man, I'm gonna try this comedy thing. Like, uh-huh. if I don't like it, I don't ever have to do it again. But I don't think I can sit with not having tried it. Right. And then also, I think I psyched myself up because I was like, "Well, you can suck in the beginning. Like, sure. it's okay to suck in the beginning. Like, well, like that's what that's what I had to tell myself. You have to suck. Yeah, in the beginning. yeah. Like, I, if you're gonna suck it, the, the beginning's the when best. No place. one sees it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be good at the beginning and suck at the end. <laughs> ah, yes. That's what everyone remembers. Yes. Right, exactly. No one remembers when you suck at the beginning. Nobody, like, because no, who are you going to tell? And then, then no you one, start learning no cares, stuff from, yeah. like, veteran comedians in the area and just in Atlanta, and that was the thing. Like, you do bad at this little room with six people. Mm-hmm. Who they going to tell? How often were you able to go up early on? A lot. Yeah, Atlanta, so lots you of shows. crazy. Yeah. In Atlanta, like, we don't got a lot of comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Lots of places to do comedy, though. And do they have good crowds? Yeah, Atlanta's tough. Uh-huh. Atlanta's a tough crowd, and that's that's on any side of it. That's that's mainstream. That's urban. That's mm-hmm. black, white, Hispanic. You go to a Caribbean club, everybody's gonna be like, show us you funny. Yeah, you have prove to prove it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you know those audiences that have their arms crossed. Yes, and they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like you hit a you hit a joke, and they just shift in the seat. They don't yes. really like. Yeah, it's like uh, working out with weights on. Yeah, yeah, and and well, what I learned from that was they just want you to acknowledge them and make something like don't talk at people. Like they want a a present experience. Like they want you to like actually be there right. doing something. Right. If you just go up there and you're just trying to run through your jokes, they can be funny, but yeah. they can also sense that on you. Yeah, it's got to be real. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of places to get up. Uh, I got a lot of stage time early and just. Atlanta, like, you would just come to do a show, and the next thing you know, the host didn't show up. Now you're hosting. Right. So now you're hosting the show for, you know, six months. Did you, ju- did you fall right in, and then you just started doing it all the time, like, just without any breaks, or did you ever did you ever stop? Uh, I stopped, but I really didn't stop. Like, not early on. Like, I've been doing comedy for a minute. The slowest mm-hmm. I ever got since I actively started doing comedy was I used to work in the circus, the Universal Circus. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> that. that's the black circus. So it's, it's you know. What'd you do for that? Uh, just hype the crowd out. So we okay. back in Atlanta, I used to be with this group, and we did uh, an improv show called Call Me Up. Call people from the audience. They participate. Okay. People from the circus saw it. was like, we want to make the circus more interactive. Uh-huh. What's some things we can do? 
give them some ideas. They kept us on board to do it, but it was like witness protection. Like I wasn't able to do comedy. It was 15 shows a week. Like, oh, because you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the amount so of money busy. was like right what I needed at the time. Like I had figured out in my head, like how much money do I need to live comfortably? And it was exactly that. It's kind of like a parallel to comedy in a way because you're still kind of developing comedy skills what, by doing that. So, yeah. So you get stage presence. You understand how, because it's all energy. That's right. what you want. You right. want to get the crowd hype. You want this side to be louder than this uh -huh. side. That was the majority of the stuff we did. Uh -huh. So. From that perspective, you learn that, but comedically, it's like, if I go off cuff, if I say something and I do get a laugh, as soon as I come off, they're like, hey, don't say that no more. Like, yeah, yeah. you gotta stick to the <laughs> script. Don't try and do your own, like, and, and, yeah. they, and they would be strict on it, and it was just like, man, come on. Like, I got this little piece and I can't even play with it. And yeah, and the only place I could really get on stage while on tour with them was New York. That can kind of build up some energy inside you when you're not allowed to say what you want to say over oh, and over man. again while you're on stage. Oh, man, it was like, but that's the thing. Like, I would complain or something. I might be talking to my mom, be like, yeah. And she'd be like, well, you know, like, you don't have to do it. Like, yeah. you can always leave. Like, like, that's her advice is, hey, man, if it's that bad, get out of there. Like, And how long did you do it for? A couple of weeks only? No, I did it for like a. Eight months the first time. Oh wow! And then the second time I went back for like maybe six months, five months. You think it, it did make you a better comic in the end? Um, I don't know if it made me a better comic, but the skills I learned, like, it helped. Yeah. Like last comic standing when I did last comic yeah. standing, you're in the green room with 25 comedians before you go out and do a set that's kind of important to you. Yeah. And it's hard to find that peace of mind and you can see people like getting irritated because some people are extra because there's cameras around then some oh, people yeah. are thinking about all negative shit and you can see them regressing in their mind yeah and for me it was like yo this was my dressing room for the circus i'm in there with contortionists <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. the russian swing artists yeah. the caribbean stilt walkers like and i sleep yeah. in there like i'm sleep during the green room like i saw it's like this doesn't phase me. So it was like certain little things like that, like I didn't appreciate until then. I'm like, oh, okay. I think, yeah, because talking to comics and so many people, because you do end up doing comedy for 10 years, 15 years, a lot of different things happen in your life during that time. And uh, sometimes you get taken away from just performing, writing jokes, doing stand-up. But I feel like a lot of stuff, you gain skills that you wouldn't have gained just from the repetition of being on stage. And it can actually serve you b a lot better than just spending another eight months just telling right. jokes on stage because right. you get a whole different experience it gives you a different different oh, yeah. skills than everyone else had and then you're competing against yeah. them and then you know comedians we always gonna get material from everything we go through of course so you're gonna pull something out of that yes that's so that's that's you can't really measure that or where that comes into play or how you throw that out there and yeah like i i think it's that thing of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations yeah. You know, if you go if you if you a comedian and you go to a place that's not your speed or you you've been doing one type of place for so long and you go somewhere that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it, it's going to do something eventually. Yeah, it like, will open yeah, up. It opens yeah. up more possibilities yeah. in, your, in your performance. Yeah, it makes you a more dynamic performer. How long have you been doing stand up when you were on Last Comic Standing? Um, let's see. I've been doing comedy about 
10 years at that point. Okay, so you're yeah. significantly experienced. Yeah, but also, I didn't count the years I was doing the circus. Like yeah. That time period, I kind of like skipped over because I wasn't doing a lot, but I would get up in New York. Were you headlining at all at that point? No, I wasn't. No. I mean, feature? locally. Locally, regionally, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. but no, I wasn't touring. Not like a I wasn't club in club. Weekend. No, I wasn't in. Yeah. I wasn't in the D clubs. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was doing stuff in Macon, Georgia, where they pay you in all crumpled five dollar bills. But. Did they have shows like? Uh, did they have local shows in Atlanta where they had people close the show with a kind of headlining set? Oh yeah, like a, like a monthly show. Or yeah, something? that's well. Well, we had we had those weekly, so yeah. that was a beautiful thing in Atlanta. Oh, long sets weekly. Well, I mean. You don't want to go up and do a whole hour just because it's it's more people than a typical show would be. Yes. But yeah, you get a headlining set and you're gonna do, you know, twenty five to forty minutes, you know. Yeah. And so you could do that and then it would just help because in Atlanta you could start making money pretty early if you were funny. Uh-huh. You know, you get the feature spot. Right. And those pay at these you know, the off night for whatever bar or sports sure, bar, sure. you get your fifty dollars or then you headline a spot, get a hundred. You host, you get a hundred. So you string those together throughout the week, and it was enough of them to kind of rotate people. And yeah, so so that last comedy stand was like your first kind of uh, big thing that that you did. Yeah, as far that's when I finally got an agent, and like that was my I had, but I had actually done other stuff too. Like I was on Tyler Perry's TV show House of Pain. Okay, so like, you okay, so you did a little bit yeah, of TV stuff before that. Yeah, like um, I did that. I did this show Hell Date. Back in the day, if you remember that with the midgets, yeah, and the Frank Dayton. Was Zainab on that show? I don't know. She might have been, but I don't think she was on my season because there were two seasons. There was one season that was shot in L.A. and another season they shot in Atlanta. I think, I forget what happened. She had a crazy story with it where, like, the dude, like, really liked her. Oh. And, like, found out it was a TV show, but then, like, still wanted to date her after. Right, hey, so, like. That show was crazy because we were the second season and like people were kind of onto it, but they had to play it off like it was something different. So they switched yeah. up the format. Okay. So they'd have three daters and each of them had a problem. Like, okay, this dude loves video games. This dude's a mama's boy. And this dude gets real mad for no reason. Or you're one of those guys. Yeah, and you'd be one of yeah. those dudes. So like it would be times where like, first of all, we're not getting paid that much. Like, right. Like the midget that dresses in the devil costume is making more than everybody, <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, well, I mean, he's part. Of, I mean, he, he is kind of the thing. Like, yeah. but um, yeah. So, like sometimes, like the the producer be like, hey, she's starting to like you. Don't say anything else funny because I'm supposed to get eliminated because yes. they wanted to be a certain person, and it's like you're telling me not to say nothing funny, like. I do yeah. comedy. No, like, yeah. <laughs> and to make you not like her. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm I like, can't help it, man. yeah. I'm like, yeah. man, you want me to not? So, so then you you just have to do something outlandish to like eliminate yourself yeah, and yeah. get you out of there. But I can see that happening, definitely. That's funny. Did you like doing that? I mean, it was cool. It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, <laughs> it was for what it was. Yeah. Yes. It's but, an interesting experience. Right. But then once you figure out how stuff works, and you're like, hey, they this paid is, me how much? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, yeah, it was fun, and everybody that I worked with it on it was pretty cool. So. That's cool. When you so when you went to when you did Last Comic Standing, did you have like expectations of going far? Were you were you coming in thinking like I'm gonna try to push and like and get far, or were you like I'll just I'm just gonna see what happens? Yeah, at first I was just I was like, okay, what can help my career? Like I'm like, okay, top ten, top ten seems like it'd be able to 
some kind of leverage you'd be able to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, let me get in there. And I was like, I feel like I can, I know how to do a crowd. I don't know how, the, the main thing I was worried about was taking away on my season. I was worried about the reality show aspect. Okay. That's what I was worried about. What was, did you think could happen? I just, I'm not big, I don't want to be living in a house with people. I don't want to have to nominate this person. I think I'm funnier than this person. I don't want to have to make an alliance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to have to. Is that part of it? Well, the, the season before, like, they had to give, like, the universal tour. Okay. And they had to, like, do a newscast or they had to do a sketch comedy. They had to team up. They were, like, challenges involved. And I was like. Oh, God. So my season, it was just comedy. Oh, good. And I was like, oh, man, this is. I felt like, I was like, oh, it's. This is kind of for me then. Like, yeah, if, if yeah, the thing yeah. I was worried about is not even an issue no more, what the hell are you worried about? Right. So I kind of just started trying to, like, okay, cool. Like, let me see the best way I can maneuver this. And then I started seeing that a lot of people didn't want to win. And I think that's what made me be like, why do you think they didn't want to win? Because it's what they said. <laughs> like, like. What, what, why would you, why are you doing it if it, you don't want to exactly, win? Exactly. Exactly. Like, there were people, like, I mean, you know, it gets down to it, and, pe and comedians just in the, in, in the green room, there's a lot of us in there, so people are going to say stuff like, you know, well, I mean, even the winners, it doesn't do that much for the winners. I mean, a lot of times the people that do better are people that didn't <laughs> yeah, even win yeah, the show, yeah, yeah, and so they're yeah. already rationalizing yeah, losing. Course, yeah, before it even yeah, happens. Yeah, and so then you get people who are like, I'm, I'm ready for this to be over with. I'm booked up. I got shows. I got shows. I, I got a show to get back to. It's already sold out, and I'm like, I don't have any shows. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, sure. Hey, I mean, if you have sold out weekends, fine. That's yeah, great. That's back. great. I can understand why Good. you want to get back to it, but so I start, hard to kind of hard to believe, though. Yeah, so I started <laughs> looking around, I'm like, yo, some of these people don't want to win. Even if they do, but it's what they're saying. Yeah. It's what they're saying right now. Like, you would hear people, they would talk about just negative stuff, like the worst bomb they've had. And I'm like, we're about to go out here. Yeah. And this is what you're talking about? You're trading bombing stories? Yeah. Like, you're not even, like, in your, your head. So, like, that's kind of when I started seeing, like, okay, let me just go give it my all. And at first, I think I was trying to just put, like, all my jokes together and make it seem like a cohesive set. Like, talk about one topic. Yeah. And I threw that shit out the window after the first set. You're, like, you're just going to try to put the funniest jokes you yes. can back to back? Yes. I, however, I can link them together. But whatever, whatever I know hits. Yeah. Because you only got three minutes. When you're minutes. doing a short set, yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Even in like a seven-minute set, you know. Do what hits. Yeah. And, and that's another thing I learned from Atlanta. Doing Atlanta in comedy, the vets would always tell you, hit them and quit them. You yeah. can leave them one more. But if you over, if you get a good laugh, get out of there on it because you're going to wind up chasing that yeah. the entire time. And then when you never get it, <laughs> yeah, it feels you bad. look like you bombed. Yeah, it does. It, everybody feels. Everybody leaves with that feeling. It's yeah. just a weird psychological yeah. thing. That's just how it is. But it's it's funny how many people pay no attention to those ideas, which are very simple ideas that everybody knows, but some people just they don't subscribe to it, and it's kind of baffling sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I can understand once you become a headliner or like you're trying to you're trying to do something specific and you want it to be thematic, then then I think that makes sense to do you want to have maybe you want to have a story you're trying yeah. to have a persona. But when you're on early on, you have those short sets. You just got to hit hard. Yeah. And I mean, and you might be able to string it together one time. Right. Like, like sometimes this this was good in, in this chunk that worked for you. But trying to duplicate that and do it again when you have the option of. 
shooting your biggest guns, you know, yeah, yeah. first. Because yeah. that, that was me, too. I was like, I'm going to do what I know hits. And if I run out of jokes, I run out of jokes. I feel like I had plenty of jokes, yeah. but I was like, big stuff up top. Because I'm not saving anything because I might not get a chance to use it. Have you have you shifted now that you're you're doing longer sets for a long time? Have you started to write differently and approach it differently, or do you still kind of have that that same attitude? Um, nah, I still got kind of well. I reposition stuff, so you can kind of maximize. You organize stuff. it. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay. Sometimes if people hear this up top. They can tune out because they don't want to hear the rest, and then I have to. And, and I mean, I'm comfortable digging myself in a hole with some of my jokes, mm -hmm. but I also I'm comfortable with my ability to get out of it. Yeah. And I think you can only do that in a longer set. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you 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 dig a hole doing something real quick, and it's like yep. <laughs> you just buried yourself. Yeah. Like. And th but that when when you're doing a long set when you're headlining. There's nowhere for the audience to go. I mean, right. <laughs> they're gonna right. stay with right. you for right. a while. Right. You got you got at least 15, 20 minutes to get out of it yeah. before anybody's yeah. gonna yeah. get like uh, you know too upset about anything. So you you recorded your album in Pittsburgh. Yes, I'm from Pittsburgh, so I was Word. very surprised That's to hear that up. because uh, I've never heard of anybody recording an album in Pittsburgh before. Really, I wasn't. Um Shout out to Pittsburgh. It was great. <laughs> I love them. It sounds awesome. They were a yeah, great it crowd. Um, it wasn't on my list. Yeah. Like uh, I was really just trying to link up with uh, the label with Comedy Dynamics and everything. And when, when was the time they could do it? They could send somebody out. They looked at my schedule. Yeah. It's kind of linked up. And I was like, ah, man, you know. Pittsburgh's kind of a weird city. Yeah, that's that. I, I, had, I, had, I don't even think I had been there, like, to wow. tell you the truth. So I was like. Uh, well, what if it don't go? Wow, what if I wow. and, they, and, they, and they just told me they were like, well, if it's not what we want, we can do it another time. We could do it somewhere else if if, if it's really that bad. But I think you know we could, we should give it a go. That's and I cool just did that it. they had that attitude. Yeah, that I mean that's the only I think I don't know if that was actually their attitude, but <laughs> it's what they told as me. Long as but, I mean, yeah, as long as they're saying they're willing to redo it for you if, yeah, if it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, I mean that would make me so nervous if I had never been to a city before and I'm gonna record my my first album right, there right it's also like sometimes if you're in your city too it's more stressful yeah in your own city because everybody you got so many friends and family and they want to show support but you know they also it's a distraction, hey where yeah. do we park yeah, it's uh, huge distraction because <laughs> they you, all feel like they can text you <laughs> hey we trying to get tickets i thought i need one more ticket do they have any more yeah can yeah, okay, like, <laughs> are you backstage? Can we come back there? It's like, yo, like... Yeah, we're going to record this in Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I definitely want to do something in Atlanta, but I wanted to capture... Well, it would be cool. It would be cool because you still have that, that opportunity to do it later. Yes, You know, yes. you can do it in the future. Maybe you can do a special there. Yeah, that would be ideal, man. I want uh, this, the specials and out. Yeah, I definitely want to get one of those out there. feel like it's about time. And also, your special got to be special, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's got to be special. So. Are you planning anything? Um, I've got something planned, but you know, it's kind of. Oh, you want to uh, keep it to yourself? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. Uh, you know, I, it's a few people I think I need to refresh them on, you know, what I can do. Okay. And so, I'm gonna do something out in uh, L.A. Like I think next month. And so they can see it. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna go from there. And if yeah. it's you know putting it together myself or, you know, 
one of the you know people that you right. know, <laughs> that put giving checks out. for specials. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I mean. I would use my money, but it's not my top choice. But also, I've seen people do it, and and it worked out. Rory Scovel did his shit. Yeah, Rory did it. Jermaine Fowler did it, too. He did it here. Jermaine recorded here. And I remember when he was recording that, they were like, yeah, he's just paying for this himself, and he's going to sell it later. And I'm like, wow, oh, my God, I can't imagine. Yeah. And then he fucking did it, and then he sold it. Yeah, yeah. And it worked, so... Yeah, that was it's really cool to and I remember too before Rory's they were saying they're not gonna buy any more from people and they, they right, bought Rory's. Right. Because it was and Rory's thing it was in Atlanta. Yeah. It was at the relapse. Really cool. And the relapse was one of the places I was going when I first started doing comedy. I used to like work at IKEA. It was like right down the street. Like you could almost walk. So I would go there like all the time just to see it on his special and it looked nothing like the relapse because it's really, oh, really? a church basement. It? Oh man. It looks like a circus tent almost. Yeah. In, in his yeah. Special. Like, like they, and, but that also shows you like, now that I know, like just because we're doing it in this space, it doesn't it have, have to, to like be it. this space. Yeah. Like, yeah, we dressing Definitely. up everything. I learned that with all the reality shows they shoot in Atlanta. Like I would see places on a reality show and I'd be like, that place doesn't have tables. Right. Like, that's yeah. a food truck. They got a tables and, and candlelight. No. They did that big hunt. We, they did an episode of Kevin Hart's show. Yeah. And they. Yeah, LOL. Yeah, oh, not the. Uh, Heart, the Heart, of the Heart of the City. Yeah. Yeah. And they, that was like in the first season. And they, they flipped the room instead of it being like sideways. They made it long and narrow. And then like they put like a curtain up. It look, And you can kind of tell, but it essentially looks like a different room. Right. Right. So they're like, we're just. And then they make. Then they put their own sound on top of it. It sounds like a theater crowd. <laughs> like laugh. It sounds like a gigantic crowd laughing at these jokes. There's like 45 hey. people in there. <laughs> The magic of TV. Yeah. Hey, that's funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it's cool. You can. uh, Yeah, you can do a lot with uh, just just a backdrop uh, in a in a ceiling. Man, backdrop. You get some whatever type of lighting. Yeah, cool lighting. Just have. I mean, it's it's people. You know, that that do that. Like the set dressers or whatever. I don't know what they're called. (laughs) Yeah. They wear all black, I think. Yeah, they wear black, and they might have one of them French hats. Yeah. You know. Technical technical crew. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, and you, you just uh, you put together a show with Noah, and then did that that got derailed? Oh man, me and Noah. First of all, that's that's my dude. No Gardens Horse. Yeah, he started doing comedy in Atlanta like around the same time, and we pitched so many shows. Yeah. To places, uh, we've just been at it for a minute. So when it got picked up, we were like, okay, this is finally it finally happened. Let's go. Like, cool. And we got it together. We got the writer's room together. And then they pulled the plug because Time Warner and Turner merged together. And they decided they're not doing any new content. And it's just like, oh, okay. What's like, that? So this was going to be for True TV? Yeah. And what's that? what does that mean? They're not going to have new content on True TV at all? Or is it just temporarily? I, I mean, <coughs> that's what we were told. Right. So from now and 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 it, and it could be they don't know what direction they want to yeah. go with True TV. Yeah, you know? maybe they're putting maybe they're putting everything on hold until they have like a, a strategy for yeah. what they're gonna do. And with I it. like True TV, man. They gave a lot of comedians chances. Yeah, they did. They 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 put a lot of comedy on. Yes, for sure. yes. I mean, uh, you know, Friends of the People. Yes. Uh, Adam ruins everything. Yep. The laugh tracks. Uh, Chris Gethard show. A bunch of like a bunch of people that. What weren't getting the looks from everywhere else, yeah. so and yeah, and I mean, it sucks that it got canceled, 
but they still had to pay us something. So did you start I'm making it at all? Hmm? Did you start making it at all? Oh yeah, we <laughs> we had the twelve episodes like on the wall, like. Oh wow! Yeah, like we we had them like plotted out. We had the theme for each episode and like what we would. How hit. was that hard? I mean, that hard emotionally. Uh, yeah, and no, like it's a weird. That's a weird experience because normally you know you make like a pilot and then it goes or it doesn't go or you make a season well, and we, get, we had shot a pilot. Yeah, so that's how we got picked up. Yeah, so our pilot got us picked up. So then it was like. Okay, the pilot was good, and but we saw what we could improve. We we saw we saw the potential in the pilot, yeah. and they did too. So that was exciting. But then when it got snatched, it's like you're upset because. But it's also like I think me and Noah were like, well, we can do it again. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, so would, you want would you do the same type of show again, or would you just try to come up with a different idea? Um. I think that idea is definitely there. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it is kind of a hard sell if you can't figure it out. And I think we figured it out in the pilot. Yeah. And that's kind of what helped because it was sports and comedy, but it also wasn't topical. You know what I mean? So it it it, it couldn't be about what happened the night before. Yeah. Like it had to be kind of overarching. And were you gonna have athletes on it? Yeah, we had we had uh, it was supposed to have a guest every episode, so. Uh, Josh Norman, yeah, plays for, the, for the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah, yeah he was our he was a guest on our first episode. He's cool on, man. on our, on our uh, on the pilot. Josh yeah. Norman's a really cool dude. He is. He's funny too. He's super smart guy. He's Do you funny. Ever, ever read the stuff that he writes? Like on the uh, I forget what that website is where the athletes write <coughs> the it's like journalism, but the athletes write it. No, nah, I need to check him out. But even it's just when cool. he was on the show, he was saying smart stuff, man. Yeah, like, you can he tell was, he's yeah. real smart. Yeah, and he's help and he was helping people. Like I think I think he was doing something with people in flint or i can't remember but it was something like super positive and it was just good to hear yeah that's cool yeah i think uh i think that it's going to be more of a thing for athletes to start to get into entertainment when they're done being athletes or like even while they're athletes yeah. but like it's going to be overlap the career it's going to transition into yeah. because all these guys are stars they got all these fans and they're going to they're so young when they're done playing yeah that they they're gonna have the opportunity to do stuff so i think it's really cool like to incorporate athletes because i think that's going to be a thing they want to be they want to do how how many times you've seen a video blake griffin goes up and tries stand up Uh or like uh i did a show with john sally and he talked about how he was just a fan of comedy he was always around that so like George Lopez would bring him on stage. He would do comedy and stuff, and like, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a definite overlap, and it's and I think also that that athletes tired of blowing all their money after yeah. <laughs> you know the sport. So it's Everyone's like, what can smarter. I do to stretch it out? Yeah, everyone's turning into businessmen. They're turning into like real businessmen. And the first step was like, you know, fighting for contracts and getting on the teams they want. And then like the next step is like, how do I control my brand? Yeah. And, and my whole my whole life, like the whole rest of my life. Right. So I think that's really I think that's cool because a lot of those guys are like charismatic and interesting dudes that uh, that ha- can add to to yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's just you know it's good to get their perspectives and it's you know now we now athletes can actually say especially once they retire then yeah. they can say what they want to say yeah. and those that's just I mean to find the amount of players that smoke weed and like how oh, yeah. <laughs> and like you talk to NBA players and how it's kind of always is 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 not 
it's not permitted, but it's also not as strict as like the NFL is, where right. you know it's something that could get you put out of the league or get you like. Yeah, it seems like it, they might they might change that this year or soon. Hopefully, they need to with that CTE, man. This is I know. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's completely that that's like a, a much bigger problem I think yeah, even than the because the weeds it's like you could all you have to do is change your rules and the weed stuff is okay. But the uh, that the the concussion stuff I I don't think is gonna be okay. Yeah, and then how you dealing with the concussion? You giving them a, you getting addicted to opioids or whatever to deal with the pain? Like yeah, yeah, man. totally. Yeah, hopefully they'll just make it legal for the whole country and uh, i mean that's what i'm on that's what i'm betting on man they gotta make it just legal then they gotta just make it so that like it's alcohol you can consume as much as you want and certainly people should not be in jail for anything related yeah, to it you know yeah. and and i want you know we gotta get some more uh we gotta get some more black growers that's yeah not in jail. just because my cousin locked up for, I'm like, he would have been a Fortune 500. I know. It's, it's <laughs> fucked up, right? It is. It he would have been a Fortune 500 company owner if if it wasn't the way it is. And it's, yeah, so, yeah, I, but also the thing is, I think just legalizing is going to be more than just weed. Like, now if we back to using hemp, like, that's, is it opens up a lot of doors. Like, What do you mean by that? Just the, the, the use of hemp, like you use hemp for so many things and just also like. Oh, so would they be able to make more products using hemp? Yeah, that's what I feel that, like. That, been, that, yeah. weren't, that weren't legal just because of its association. Yeah, and then it's, it's, it's not going to go away. It's it's here. It's here illegally. Oh, it's not. I mean. Even if it is a drought, I know where to find weed. It's <laughs> getting more. Le- yeah, it's getting more and more legal. It's, it's uh, I, I'm really hopeful they can just resolve it but the cra- the crazy thing is the people in jail to me that is like the that they got to overturn all those uh, hopefully it will start happening like state by state yeah uh, but yeah it's it's, uh, all, and then and then you know it's just a lot of times is that was the catalyst to get you yeah like, exactly like i've been pulled over before and like they smell like weed but they didn't find any weed and the other dude was like, well, you didn't find any seeds, any stems? I'm like, wow, that's what we're doing now? Like, I seeds never, and I stems? I literally have never even seen a seed in weed. Well, you, you might have just... <laughs> maybe you had better weed than I had. Like, <laughs> yeah. early on, it was a lot of seeds. Well, I didn't smoke. Yeah, I didn't smoke when I was growing. I didn't smoke until later in life. So, okay. yeah. So, I did miss out on that. Yeah, you you, uh, you didn't miss out on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you missed out on seeds. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, by the time I started smoking, there was no seeds in weed. Yeah, it, 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 as it should be. And if there is seeds in your weed... have you? Do you have a lot of problems with cops giving you a hard time about that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Just It's just like kind yeah, of a I recurring mean, well, is they looking for you to mess up like i come from where i stay in georgia like where my mom moved is cobb county and cobb county was kind of known for being racist when it comes to cops are just okay like like historically yes so like matter of fact the wrestler from you know wwf wwe back in the day whatever um Big Boss Man. Okay. His character is a Cobb County police officer. Okay. Like that's his character. Like not. <laughs> yeah, a ra- he's the, the the most racist police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's not even that he's like, but his character is like he's doing illegal choke holes, and it's like, oh yeah, that's the oh my god, the force. <laughs> yeah. Like, so 
that gives you like an idea. Did of he it. really do illegal chokeholds in wrestling? Was that real? <laughs> Is no, that I, true? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that he had. I'm sure he had a baton move where yeah, he choked you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, like you would just, they were just looking for you to fuck up. Like yeah. Cobb, they would say stands for "Come on, Black Boy." That's what they said. Like it supposedly yeah. stood for. And I was on probation. I got in trouble one time, and I had to go in. And they actually had like a picture, and it said "Come on, Back Boy." Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're if you, it's like you and then it had like the phrase you come on vacation you leave on probation or like all and it's like oh like y'all really like lean into this and like so is they trying to catch you fucking up and and yeah. you're gonna fuck up especially when you're young sure you're riding with I don't your, your tag lights out did you did you know your tag lights I know because I can't see the tag right. light <laughs> right. you know? yeah. You know, you riding, you don't have insurance. Yeah, you you you're late on this. Yeah, we looking for that missing headlight, tail light out. Come on, and then we're looking to catch something else on you. And so yeah, like they'll see you go by and they're like, ah, it's a good chance it's something. So they'll just try you. Yeah, yeah I rem I, I I I saw an episode of Cops like a year ago, and it was just so strange to watch it because because of the weed. Because every time that was like that was the proof that the person was a criminal. Right. That they had weed. Right. And it was just like this. This is they yes. would walk in and then they'd they're like there right. it is. There, it's just it. a little. It's a little bit we of got, weed. We got. So where's the rest of it? Right. Where's the rest? Of it? Yeah. Like, Man, what are we talking about? And also, but I've also like I've it's been situations that I probably shouldn't have got out of, but I did get out of. Like yeah, comedy got me out of situation one time. I mean, uh, everybody gets out of situations, you know. Yeah. Everybody could have been handled in a harsher right, way right and that's what you learn people about. should get breaks you know that's what i learned about police like they don't have to do anything that they do it's solely yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah really exactly discretion uh-huh. like all that oh well i did it now i gotta take you in no no you don't but right. you're gonna do it because you want to meet quota because you or you like doing it <laughs> yeah you like doing it you want to be a dick you didn't you yeah. know what i mean so did you face like problems in comedy related to that stuff just like, not in ter- just in terms of people treating you differently when you're meeting with networks when you're going into these meetings like do you think that you're being talked to differently than a white comic would be yeah sometimes but also so like i'm also kind of used to it but like you know who's genuine and it's like sometimes yeah. like it's just it'll be just one person uh-huh. like you could be in a meeting with four or five people and it'll be that one person yeah and the thing i look for is when other people notice it too yeah, and it's yeah. like oh okay so maybe <laughs> makes you it a little better yeah yeah. <laughs> like, yeah 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 but yeah i think um because there's I always think, an embarrassing old person in the room that's yeah, saying like, shit yeah yeah you know and it's like some things i think People don't even realize they're saying it and yes. or, or that they're changing up. Like, you don't have to talk to me different. Like, I tell, like, people all the like, I say it in my stand-up. I'm like, you know, like, I don't want my white friends to show me how much black shit yeah, they yeah. know. Like, that shit I already know. Like, yeah. that's how you talk, fine. Genuinely, but don't switch up when I come around. Sure. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Don't try to make me feel more comfortable because... It's not. It never does. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But you, do you think it impacted the like the trajectory of your career at all? You think it it's would be the same either way? Yeah, I probably I think so. I mean, also I just like people are ready not to like me. You think so? Yeah. Like I think I. I mean, I every every laugh I get, every fan I get, I feel like I earn it. Really? Yeah. Cause. 
when I started doing comedy, like I would literally watch. I remember somebody told me this like early on. Like he was like, man, the thing I like about you is like, you'll go up and like you can see the crowd like already to not like you because they think they've got me figured out. Like just to, especially just from your appearance. Yeah, like especially in mainstream rooms. Sometimes I yeah. think like when I was doing stuff earlier or like some of the, the alt type rooms. Yeah. They think they know what they're gonna get because yeah. they're basing me off a stereotype, or they're basing me off the black dude they saw, yeah. and they're like, and are they only? And there's so many people that think black comedy is one thing, one thing yeah. where it's you know what I'm saying, and it's, and it's it's that, but it's also a thousand other things sure. that you can't even fathom. And like I look at how like white comedians come and do it to like a, a black room or do an urban room, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh. You can win, like as soon as you mention something they expect you not to know about. Yeah, you've got them. You yeah, know what I'm true, saying. True. So I would reverse engineer that and be like, oh, okay, you think yeah, I don't know thing, about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we. What 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 were you talking about? What crowd is this? Okay, y'all watch Harry Potter. Watch this. Like you know what I'm saying? Star Wars yeah. reference. Throw that in there. You thought I didn't know that, and it works the same way. That's so. cool. Yeah, no, yeah. it's funny because you're so charismatic. I would think. It would be quick for you to you got you're very smiley you're yeah, you're very yeah. you're loud you know I would think that people would be on board fast. Not I mean I, that's not what I felt like early on and yeah. I think people think they got me figured out and I, I still have that to this day like like if I start talking political stuff I mean I I try to I keep it pretty even man I don't like I'm not beating nobody up because yeah, I don't no. want you if you're talking crazy if you're up there telling me that that this is what's wrong with black people and this is why they're in there. I'm not gonna listen to you. Like you yeah. have to prepare every meal so somebody wants to eat it. So For sure. Yeah. So like some of the things I say, like I've gotten people at the end and they're like, Yeah, I see what you were saying. Like at first I was like, Oh, he doesn't he doesn't like uh, America. Then I was like, but then he's like, no. But the longer I stayed, the more I understood. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> how can I not like? Yeah, like, it's, on, it's, it's goofy. Like, yeah. so yeah, that that that's kind of cool to me. But yeah, I think people have me figured out, or, or, or assume that they got me figured out before so I you, even get out. You there. like stand up the best. You you interested in doing other things? Yeah, writing. You want to write? Yeah, I've been I've been doing some writing. So that's what were been you writing cool. For? I I got the. So I got to actually work on my dream job. Uh, I got to work on Bad Boys 3. Oh, so yeah, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. Um, got to like punch up the script and just like be on set. And, like, I was going to say you were there for some shooting. Yeah, and just learn like how it's done at that level. Like that's the big, like for one, that's another one of those things. Like, you know the movie Slumdog Millionaire? He, he, all the, he got all the answers because it was stuff he knew from his life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I see stuff that happens for me. Like, Bad Boys, I'm a fan of Will. I'm a fan of Martin Lawrence. Me and my little brother, biggest Bad Boys fans. Like, I took him to see the first one. Like, he was like, that was my first rated yeah. R movie. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I'm a fan of action movies. I'm a So it's like, I know all these things. And then once I got there, and I finally got in the groove of, oh, okay, well, this is this is what I've seen. This, this impacts this. And... This, and, and it all just came together and it was just dope to contribute and like, yeah. It's really cool when you get, you know, something goes well for you and then you get more opportunities yeah. from it and then you get to see all of these different things that you, you, you think you would never ever see or never be a part of. Yeah. And when that goes well, then you get to do another one. It really is, uh, it's, a very, it's a very cool experience yeah. to get to do yeah. that stuff. 
So more writing, more acting. I yeah, definitely you got to, like. You were in a movie too. Uh, a while ago, that was Preacher's Kid. But I've done a couple TV shows. I did uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, AP Bio. Oh, that yeah. Did, yeah. they, did they bring that back yet? Yeah, they brought it back. It's, did it's, they really? Yeah, did they gonna succeeded. Be on the, uh, what'd you call it? I think it's gonna be on. Um, it's one of the services. I think one of the streaming services. Oh, cool. But like yeah, they got a second. Like they, they deserve it, man. Everybody yeah, over there yeah, is super that's dope, cool, man. man. Yeah, they're hilarious. Everybody at AP Bio, I love those people. Like, yeah. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell uh, people really cared about it when it got when yeah. they canceled it originally. Yeah, it was a good show. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. It's great. It's great to hear when they uh, change those decisions to. Yeah, and, and it can happen now. It can happen so often. Right. Like you got a fan base, like they'll speak up and it, they can find a place for you. And they need content, so you might as well get something that has people yeah. <laughs> already, you know, pulling yeah, for exactly. it. <clears throat> well, I think we did a good job here. Let's man. do it, man. It was awesome. Thanks very much. Appreciate for doing it. it. All right, buddy. Take care. Yes. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.